Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years and counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com. Welcome back, one and all, to another edition of the Disney List. Happy Holidays. It's Al John, and Kristen has an awesome travel deal for you. Kristen, how can you help these wonderful people, these listeners, these loyal, loyal listeners of ours save money on their next Walt Disney World vacation? Well, if the past 15 months has not been enough time for you to catch the 50th uh, anniversary celebration, you've got three more months you can do that, and this deal will help you save up to $400 on a four-night, four-day room and ticket package. This is good for most nights now through December 25th, and then most nights Sunday through Thursday, January 2nd through February 28th of 2023, and most nights March 1st through March 30th. I love it. Where can these fine people get their trip started and have you book and save them money and save all this aggravation? They can email me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Well, that is excellent. Don't forget, fam, this season of the Disney List is brought to you by our good friends, Sure. We use the Sure MV7 podcast microphone bundle, and you can have it too. Step up your game on every one of your phone calls there. You're Resort, or did I say resort calls? With your, your your Zoom calls, that's what I meant to say. Your conference calls. You can also step up your creation. If you're a podcaster, you're a content creator, you're a streamer, this can help you do that as well. It's so easy to dial in the perfect tone, make it sound nice and big, radio-like, if you will, using the Sure Plus Motif app that comes with a mic. Learn more with our friends at Shure at Shure.com, S-H-U-R-E.com. It's the MV7 podcast microphone available now. Also, the Gator Framework Studio that we're broadcasting from is awesome. And we'd like to thank Gator Frameworks for providing some awesome podcast furniture. We've got this nice broadcast desk as well as mic stands and ring lights. And you can have it all too. They're awesome and great quality. Check them out at GatorFrameworks.com. Production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Imagination, huh? <laughs> Are you guys ready? 
Are you ready? From, from the Gator Framework Studio in Music City, it's the Disney List. The Disney List. Disney fans Kristen Hetzel and Al John Go bring you top 10 lists from the Disney parks, films, Star Wars, Marvel, news, travel tips, and more. Now prepare yourself for the Disney List. Lifelong Disney fan Al John Go, joined by wonderfully talented, my better half, Kristen. Hello. Hello. I am Disney foodie, travel expert, and park enthusiast. There you go. It's the end of the year. It's holiday season. It is our last show for the year. Our last show for the year. And, you know, we've been having some best of shows. You know, this year was a big year for us. The first year going back to the Walt Disney World Resort after many, many months of being away from it with our two kids, Boo and Jack-Jack. It was awesome. Yes. Go back and listen to the show. And this wrap-up show really is the best of Disney in 2022. There are so many headlines, so many things, so many releases, so many films, so much on Disney Plus, and probably the biggest story ever uh, in recent history, in modern day history for the Disney uh, Disney fandom, I guess, since Disney purchased Fox several years ago, since Disney purchased Lucasfilm or Marvel or Pixar. You know, the Bob is back. The Bob, one Bob is out and one Bob is in. It still kind of dominates the headlines these days. So we're going to talk about all that. Kristen, um, yeah, Bob, 2022. Bob, Bob Chapek did not notice his name on the list as he was letting people go. It's <laughs> so crazy. Uh, anyway, it's been our absolute joy to be here um, doing this podcast for you every week. And Kristen, it's been a big week, a big year for dining at Disney. We went from having, you know, one weekly show to just an expansive show. You're doing two shows a week. Yes. At dining at Disney, it's been a huge year for you. Do you have a uh, any special highlights from doing dining at Disney this year? Uh, always one of my favorite things to talk about is the festivals, especially food and wine. But the festivals is, as a whole. And those are always very popular shows, as well as like our, you know, best places to eat or best place for dining on a budget. You know, those kinds your, of things. Your, your dining at Disney version of Disney list. <laughs> you kind of list off cool things. It's kind of like, I love that Food Network show they used to have, The Best Thing I Ever Ate. Yes. And it's kind of the impetus between some of the happy hour shows that you've done in the past and this year with your best of shows, this is the, the, the best ever, um, your recommendations. And I, I, I want our listeners to subscribe to dining at Disney to experience more of that awesomeness because you and Kat and Bubba and now me get a chance, you know, I'm not just the producer, but sometimes I occasionally talk on the show. So it's nice to kind of, yes, I let you talk now. <laughs> it's kind of nice that, um, you get more of us on these different podcasts and it's continually just grown and grown and grown to like, you're like one of the top 10 Disney podcasts. It's awesome. I love that. And so it's been a big year for me too with uh, our sister show, Skull Rock Podcast. We recently had a month uh, discussion with 
Andrea Stasia, Disney legend, animator of Hercules. He did Hercules. He also did Scar and Jafar, a lot of the Disney baddies, if you will, you know, and, um, He's just awesome to talk about his animation, his style, and working behind the scenes on some of those films. And we've had uh, producer extraordinaire and Disney legend himself, Don Hahn, on the show, and John Musker, producer of so many Disney films during the Renaissance of, you know, The Little Mermaid and and Princess and the Frog. I mean, it's just amazing to have these filmmakers on. So it's just been a big year for us, not to mention the fact that we expanded our family, continue to expand the family. We uh, just rescued another cat from the Nashville Animal Shelter. <laughs> the the we cat shelter. We granted a cat's Christmas wish. This is true, and that was to find a forever home to spend Christmas in. There you go. Yes. There you go. That's what we do. Best. Today is day two for her here. <laughs> this is great. There we love it. And once Which again, she fits in perfectly. Her well, name is does. Sylvie, and yes. if you get that. If you understand, then you, you understand. understand. <laughs> you are awesome. You are awesome. Oh, I tell you what is awesome. The headlines that we're talking about for this year. News overnight. Bob Iger announcing his return as CEO of Disney, the parent company of ABC News. Our chief business correspondent, Rebecca Jarvis, is here with more. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning to you, Robin. And he is returning to work this morning. Bob Iger retired from the company less than a year ago, but he is back, agreeing to serve as the CEO for two years. A release from Disney says the board has given him a mandate to set a strategic direction and develop a successor to lead the company when his term is over. Disney chair of the board, Susan Arnold, said the board has concluded that as Disney embarks on an increasingly complex period of industry transformation, Bob Iger is uniquely situated to lead the company through this pivotal period. Now, this decision comes just weeks after Disney reported earnings that fell short of Wall Street expectations, while Disney Plus now has 164.2 million subscribers. Growth is forecast to slow in com coming months. Iger spent more than four decades at Disney, with 15 of them as CEO. And during his tenure, he expanded the company's portfolio, including acquisitions of Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, and 21st Century Fox, and launched Disney+. Iger overnight saying, I am extremely optimistic for the future of this great company and thrilled to be asked by the board to return as its CEO. And in an internal memo, he told employees that he's excited to embark on new endeavors. He is replacing Bob Chapek, who has stepped down from his position. Robin? All right there, Rebecca. To, to wake up to that email. That was incredible news. <laughs> no, it really Surprising. was. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I just had to laugh. I, I, it, it just, it blows my mind. This whole news just blows my mind. Uh, Can you imagine being the person that called him to tell him, hey, um, hey, uh, Bob, you're fired. You're being replaced by the old Bob. I He's can't, back. I can't believe it. You know, it's just amazing to me that they would, I mean, it, it just, it, it's not amazing in, in business, but it is interesting how this happened. Um, part of it was, as Robin suggested there, not suggested, but stated there at Good Morning America, that uh, the conference call, the investor call, went totally bad. And if you wanted to know how bad it was, now this, this story broke three weeks ago, okay? And 
a month ago, okay? Just just a week removed uh, from just that report, you had CNBC report and Mr. Med Money himself. Uh, and I want to talk the elections. Jim Cramer talked about this. Check Go. this out. All right. Uh, Disney, if they have ESPN, if we were on ESPN, we would say he's got to be fired. Uh, that that's pretty cut and dry. You're he firing Bob Chapek? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. 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 Three times. Because? I, I felt that he had a couple of years. Uh, the team's going downhill. I mean, that was incredible. Last night was really, the team has been going downhill. I had faith. See, I had faith in Frank Reich and the Colts, and I still do it with Frank because he had a winning record. And he throws in a little bit of a football reference. But there is just a doubt, no doubt that he, that he has to go. I mean, that was just unconscionable. And the quarter itself, the way he handled it, I mean, he made it sound like it was just a four-star quarter. I, I, delusional. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, what is the guy supposed to do? You know, I mean, I think it's important for leadership to acknowledge when things go south and to have an optimistic look into the where they're going to be taking <laughs> the company and said, despite, you know, the challenges that we have moving into this next quarter, we are picking ourselves up and we are listening to our consumers. We're listening to everyone's suggestions and we're making moves in the positive way. This company is going to pick itself up and we're going to continue to bank on the legacy that Walt Disney laid out for us and moving into the future. Always keep moving forward, as Walt Disney said. I think that what I said was much better than what Bob Chapek had said uh, during the investor call, which I'm not going to play. Um, but... And then you had Jim Cramer, Mr. Mad Money himself on CNBC Investing Club on the news saying, it's abysmal. It's, I mean. Go. All right. <laughs> uh, Disney, if they have ESPN, if we were on ESPN, Let's we would say he's got to be fired. Uh, that that's pretty cut and dry. You're he firing Bob Chapek? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. 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 Unequivocally. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like the best quote ever. The absolutely part. The absolutely part. That's the, the best quote this year. Bar none. <sighs> you know, and this comes to us from a year of just Bob Chapek putting his foot in his mouth when it came to Everything. the Black Widow situation and the whole um, politicizing of certain situations happening in the state of Florida versus Disney and all the stuff with the Reedy, Reedy Creek Improvement District and and uh, you know just debacle after debacle after debacle, um, you know not paying certain creative people uh, their royalties, right? I mean the list goes on and on and on. You're not paying people. You're not doing this. You're not treating cast members right. You know you. And then all of a sudden, you know, are you surprised? I don't think, I think what was a surprise is that it happened during the Elton John concert on Disney Plus Live. And then all of a sudden, you know, Bob Iger's team literally came in and Bob Chapek's stuff was packed up in the middle of the night and then pushed off to the side. And here he goes, you know, in 24 hours, they just, you know, exchanged Bobs, <laughs> if you will. And Bob Chapek is the guy that was handpicked by Bob Iger to take his place. Well, let's hope that Bob Iger does a better choice uh, this next round. Uh, I mean, otherwise, we're going to be at the you know third times the charm at this rate. 
you would hope. On to more awesome things. Oh, yes. Shall we talk about this? Yes, we should. I just saw on the calendar that right now on Earth, it's almost Christmas time. We don't have time for trivialities like Christmas. But Peter's so sad about Gamora being gone. We go to Earth for a really wonderful Christmas gift. You would make him happy. Something special he will never forget. What about someone special? We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. I just said that. Your voice is small and mousy. I think maybe he didn't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the best thing about Disney Plus this year is this special. I've watched it three times already. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday. I could watch it every day. I love this. (laughs) The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. uh, Directed by James Gunn. Written by James Gunn. And it's just an amazing amazing story they have a little bit of animation in there which is great they have all this live action of course kevin bacon now it's easier to play six degrees of kevin bacon nowadays because he's in everything and he plays himself and i feel like this is the gift that keeps giving a holiday tradition um, that we have here is watching christmas movies leading up till christmas And I can say that we've slacked off a little bit this year, and for good reason, because the kids are here and they're driving us crazy. Well, and they also keep wanting to watch the same Christmas Disney specials over and over and over and over again. This is true. I can't tell you how many times it's been once upon a Mickey Christmas here. (laughs) But we did end up watching a new uh, Mickey Saves Christmas special, which is the first stop-motion animated uh, Mickey Mouse well, it's not the first stop motion Disney thing, a nightmare before Christmas yeah. did that. But it is the first one featuring Mickey Mouse, which yes. is awesome. But anyway, back to this Christmas That's special. What I was trying to say. This Christmas special has a lot of heart and it is a love letter to Marvel fans, to fans of Guardians of the Galaxy before their very last outing together in this incarnation of the Guardians happening next year, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So I will say that uh, the crew is back together, everybody except for Gamora. Why is Gamora? You know? The Christmas songs in this are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. And they're great because they have not only Kevin Bacon performing. If you you don't know, Kevin Bacon and his brothers form a, a, a duo called the Bacon Brothers. They perform everywhere, which is really cool. But they have the old 97s as the backup band for uh, for this special and of course, I will also pat myself on the back because they feature my guitars in the in the show, which are, which is great. Um, but yes, the Christmas music is great. The you know everyone from Chris Pratt returns the voice of Rocket, Bradley Cooper. I think this is really the story of Palm Clementif, who plays Mantis, and Drax, who is played by Dave Bautista. The two of them are the buddies. This is a buddy story of making Peter Quill, Chris Pratt's character, um, making his Christmas awesome. And Karen Gillan, no matter what she's in, whether it's Jumanji or Guardians of the Galaxy, she 
as great as Nebula because she literally has a scowl every time, but she, you know, she has a big heart, <laughs> you know, because every time she looks, she's like, she, she literally could look right through you and could melt you with a laser beam, you know, but she is just great. I love Karen Gillan a lot, but um, I think the brilliant part about this, not only is it well-written and well-acted, it's super fun. It has a lot of heart, but the actors really do feel like they're a family. Do they not? They feel they feel like they've had so much time to gel as a group, as a unit together, that they do. You can feel the fact that they are a family. It's yeah. palpable. So that is definitely a highlight for us this year as well. Another big show, another big thing that happened this year is the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary. <laughs> Continued. Continued. Yeah, you you talked about it. We talked about it over time. Here is uh, Josh Demaro talking about it um, because you know he is the uh, the president of of parks, resorts, and consumer project uh, products. So consumer projects, consumer products. Let's hear what he has to say. Can't wait to get started. As you can imagine, this celebration is packed with new experiences that will connect you to the stories and characters you love most, connect you to each other as you share magical moments together as friends and families, and connect you to the magic in ways you may never have dreamed of before, with new attractions, entertainment, merchandise, dining experiences, and more. This celebration will also give us opportunities to continue to invest in our surrounding communities, sharing Disney magic in meaningful ways with children and families who need it most. We'll have a lot more to share with you on this. But today, I've invited a few of my friends to show you what we have planned here at the Walt Disney World Resort. Before we begin, I wanted to introduce someone who has a very special message for you. Most of you know her from such iconic Disney films as Mary Poppins and The Princess Diaries. But some of you may know that she's played key roles throughout the history of our theme parks as well. I am so honored to introduce a true Disney legend in every sense of the word, Julie Andrews. Hello. It is my honor to send greetings to all of you who have gathered today for the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. 50 years of dreams coming true and magic made real certainly is cause for celebration. I have a fond memory of being part of that grand opening of the Magic Kingdom in 1971. I helped to make the television special that celebrated that opening 50 years ago. Of course, my journey with Walt Disney Company began several years prior to that with Mary Poppins. During the filming, I had the absolute pleasure of working and talking with Walt Disney. He was a kindly man with a kind of sparkling personality, just as you might imagine him to be. When Walt originally brought me out to Los Angeles for the very first time, I was lucky enough to have him take me personally around Disneyland. I mean, can you imagine? People were stunned to see Walt himself driving around in his golf cart, me beside him, trying to touch his sleeve, calling out to him, telling him how much he was loved and how much they appreciated all that he did. And I, like so many others, was lucky enough to be blessed by true Disney magic all those years ago. 
It was an absolute joy being part of the opening day of the Magic Kingdom as well. And all these years later, I'd like to wish everyone at Walt Disney World many more years of joy and love and uh, wishing upon stars. Isn't she the greatest? Yes. That, have you ever seen that? that no, clip? I have not, no. Okay. Yeah, it's from Disney Parks. Um, of course, Josh continues to tell about all the new happenings that are going on at the parks um, for this past year. Uh, a lot of them we're going to talk about. So it's great that Walt Disney World Resort, Magic Kingdom specifically, reaching that 50 year milestone and as go back and, and look at the opening day ceremony it is great to see julie andrews there because it was just a magical time and it continues to be magical to so many people i think the the beauty is is that the park is still never finished that there's so much more to unlock and it was amazing to see the look on our kids faces when they entered the parks for the first time and rode dumbo and Due to all the things like Red Pirates the of the Caribbean. First time they got on an attraction. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. <laughs> the first time they had popcorn and little boy got his haircut there on Main Street. His first haircut. First real haircut. How about they got that? to meet Mickey in person? Yep. So thank you, Disney Parks, for that. And thank you for 50 years. And Julie Andrews, you are just a, a legend. And um, you know, yeah. Good. They went on their first trip 30 years after I went on my first trip. Isn't that crazy? Yes. It's crazy, isn't it? i tell you what is crazy. It's crazy that after all these years, Ewan McGregor is back reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi for yet another highlight of 2022. It is Star Wars Obi-Wan, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. The past is a hard thing to forget. Things can't be forgotten. Now you will suffer. Obi-Wan. That's Obi -Wan so good. Obi-Wan Kenobi. All episodes now streaming. And <laughs> so good. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi has to save young Leia after she's kidnapped, all the while being pursued by Imperial Inquisitors and his former Padawan. Now I love the little Vader. girl that's young Leia. She's great, isn't she? Yes. Yeah, so her name is Vivian Lara Blair, and she's great. Of course, uh, as alluded to, Hayden Christensen reprises his role as Darth Vader, once again, amazing stuff there. Ewan McGregor, of course, you're a huge fan of Ewan's work. Um, now, James Earl Jones is credited as being the voice of Darth Vader, but he actually didn't do the voice. Did you know that? Why did they give him credit then? Because they used a compilation of all of his voices and used an algorithm to do the new language. So that's what they did. Ooh. They did the same thing with Luke Skywalker. They did like this AI technology that takes all of that stuff and, and puts it in a blender. So even though it wasn't him, they took all of his vocal performances uh, over time and then recreated Darth Vader's voice. So it sounds like him, but it really wasn't him. Isn't that crazy? How yeah. do you do that? Yeah, it's weird. Oh man, it is crazy. 
Um, but anyway, go check it out. I really kind of scary and creepy. It is AI is scary and creepy, y'all. I have to tell you, you know, that's uh, one of the things that we'll have to talk about is the, you know, kids these days are doing or downloading AI apps so they can write all their reports, and it doesn't plagiarize anything. It takes everything that they know about a subject and puts it in an essay, and they're turning in homework. And there's no way you can check it for plagiarism or anything. Because the, the computer rewrites everything original. So you could graduate with good grades and be a complete idiot. Well, yeah, basically. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome to 2022. <laughs> I feel like everybody should watch that movie, AI. I think they should. That movie is creepy and that makes you go, uh, no. <laughs> going down the list. I will we'll go down the rabbit hole. But going down this list of the yes. best of 2022. That rabbit hole. Um, the Disney Wish was also christened this year. Uh, live from Port Canaveral, we have here once again, Josh tomorrow. Check it out. I am incredibly excited. This amazing ship that you see behind us here, the Disney Wish, it has been a labor of love. And our teams worked hard to get her here today. This incredible ship has 25 entertainment venues. It's got more than 4,400 pieces of art on board. We have to laugh because in this film clip, it started raining there for Bob Chapek's uh, speech. Which no, that's play. not Bob. I know, but before oh. that, Bob Chapek was there, and now Josh Demaro's there, and they have a roadie. <laughs> they have a tech behind him with an umbrella trying to yeah, keep him Yeah, the first time when away. he walked by, he's like, what in the world is going on? See, Why is that look, guy walking past him with an umbrella? If you look here, it started raining, oh. and his, Bob Chapek's outfit was getting wet. So that's what I'm trying to say here. Got it. It's got 70,000 garments for our cast and crew, and Rapunzel's hair on the ship's stern is close to 60 feet long. And in every detail. We- I think he was a little distracted by the umbrella. <laughs> the person standing there is what would have been distracting me. And then on top of it, you hear the rain hitting the umbrella. Like, mm-mm. It's not a good idea. No, Just I let think him if get I wet. was him, him I would have been like, dude, I'm good. Go. Or he can hold his own umbrella. Honestly, I'd be like Josh to say, hey, thanks for the umbrella. And just grab the umbrella and hold it. Right? And then I take and I throw it away. Because it's totally just like. Yeah, it's just distracting. We are connecting people to our stories in fantastic new ways. We've got... It's hilarious. The umbrella just makes it 100 times worse, doesn't it? Yes. The Aquamouse, the first Disney attraction at sea. And Worlds of Marvel. It's our most ambitious dining experience yet. And then, of course, we have Disney Uncharted Adventure, a virtual onboard adventure. Now, being that you are a Disney travel um, expert... Yes, uh, you saw the Disney Wish. You've seen it. You've been on Disney Cruise Line before. Yes. You've sold Disney Cruise Lines before. What do you think about the new Wish? I can't wait to go on it. <laughs> that's what I think. I love the Avengers stuff that's on the ship. It's great. So much great stuff to get involved in. I I think it's absolutely Yeah, amazing. I was on the Disney Magic right after they did a reimagining of it. And it was so good. Like, the food is good. The entertainment is good. If you're an adult and you don't have kids, you can completely go on that and pretty much not see kids. Mm -hmm. I saw less kids on that by hanging out in the adult areas of the ship than going on like Royal Caribbean. It's wonderful. It's good stuff. And they granted a lot of wishes that day. 
So that was excited with, with make a with wish. Make a wish. Yes. Absolutely. Good stuff. But, uh, at any rate, uh, another great show on Disney plus as we go down the list of the best of Wasn't 20 that last year though. Oh, was it? It said here being released in 2022. I think oh. some of it came out in 2022. Okay. Yeah, you see, it, it crossed over it. the end oh, of 2021 okay. into 2022. So we can, we can, we can, we can talk about Briefly. it. I have to send a message. I'm the Grand Lord now. This territory is mine. All belongs to me now. Um, so I, I'll tell you this. Yes. What I love about the book of Boba Fett is the fact that there's a lot of great Star Wars and Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shan is the best. She is great. Uh, Casey Jones of Black Chrysanthemum, also great. Love that character. Um, Love Boba Fett. Love Tamar Morrison. But Tamar Morrison recently said that he can't wait to get back and show Boba Fett being a total kick butt character keep the yeah i feel on. like they haven't given us that no the last time we saw him kick total butt was on the mandalorian right so we're looking forward to that but there are some shining moments and i think it's great as well speaking of star wars cassian Ander. big stakes big danger you got three days to a mission let's get to it from the creators of rogue one and the director of the born legacy the empire never imagined and someone like me would get inside their house. Okay, so casting Andor, the Star Wars show, Andor, the spark of the rebellion begins. Um, Diego Luna is amazing. Tony Gilroy is a creator, is great. Stellan Starsgard, who's a you're a big fan of of his work. Um, it's gritty, it's fun, and definitely check it out. If you love Rogue One, like we love Rogue One, you'll love Andor. And uh, another thing that is also great this year, because we're wrapping up all of our, our Star Wars stuff right now. Five times. I got the package, didn't I? We need a pickup. Hang on. Grab the light. So this is the teaser actually for next year, but The Bad Batch um, uh, is a great show to catch as well. I just wanted to give a shout out to that because it's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, we're doing a lot of Disney plus here, Kristen, and there were some things that were great on Disney plus some things that were not so great on Disney plus. And this kind of makes it right in the middle for me. You know, I saw yeah, Disenchanted. I, um, you haven't seen Disenchanted yet, but, um, I know that it didn't make it on the list for, you know, there's some things that didn't make it on the list. So Hocus Pocus too. I think you have people that... The people who were huge fans and have like watched it every single year since the movie came out, I think those fans were disappointed in Hocus Pocus too. Mm -hmm. But I've Hocus Pocus has never been like the top of my list of movies to watch for Halloween because I typically watch horror movies <laughs> for Halloween, so I didn't feel disappointed in it. Like right. it wasn't the same as the first one, but it was still, I thought it was still good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I tell you what was good. Are you thinking what I think you're thinking? I'm thinking it. Thor is now streaming. What was that? Only on Disney Plus. Write that down. With more love. It's hot. And more thunder. What a classic Thor adventure. Thor Love and Thunder. PG-13. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. So this movie was a little divisive in some ways. Was Was Thor Love and Thunder a good movie, Kristen? Did you enjoy it? Would you see it again? Yeah, I'd see it again. Okay. You see, that's that's the barometer, right? Um, it was not a waste of time. I would see it again. Were there some parts where I wish could have been handled differently? Yes. Was it my favorite? Was it was no. it Thor it's definitely not Thor Ragnarok. I think that's important to note. I think Thor Ragnarok helps push things a little bit. And I think that this story had a lot they wanted to accomplish. And I think in shoehorning a lot of things like like marvel studios has been doing as of late like black panther could have been a lot tighter it could have been 30 minutes shorter i think this movie could have had less story elements and allowed the characters to be and breathe which is something that you see in iron man one it's something that you see in um civil war captain america um the winter soldier those are some of the best even guardians of the galaxy there there are moments where the characters have moments that they explore their character that explore the conflict and find those beats in there for it to breathe. And the, the one thing that I'm going to say about this movie is that it is this nonstop cut, 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 cut. It's like a music video by Mick G like Charlie's angels. It's like very quick cuts. And so I hope Kevin Feige is able to kind of slow down a little bit and make sure that he make, makes the characters front and center um, and fixes certain things about this this phase moving into... It felt, felt very much like they were trying to really, really make it a comedy and not... Like, I feel like... It, it was too comedic. The movies, typically Marvel movies, I would put under like adventure action movies this was more of a rom-com yeah yeah i mean there were rom-com vibes for sure but i think it just really pushed it and i you know um but still like dad joke kind of comedy yeah but then again i still liked it i still liked it um we also wanted to make sure that we celebrated 40 years of epcot it got lost in the shuffle unfortunately Kristen. Yes, it did. Good morning, and thank you all so much for being here to celebrate Epcot's 40th anniversary. Wow. Allie, 40 years of wonders and possibilities. I can't believe it, but first things first, let's give another huge thank you to Mariachi Cobra for that incredible set. Both presenters sound like they were on helium. Yeah, they did. Like, somebody had given them... Mariachi Cobre has been making music here at Epcot since the park opened 40 years ago. Now they've grown and evolved every step of the way, but they continue to bring their music and culture to generations they of sound guests like they be here voice at actors. No kidding. Disney World Resort. Absolutely, and we are so honored to be here and on stage with them. That was really, really cool for us to watch. But Ali, I also want to take a moment to acknowledge the events of this past week. As representatives of cast members... So anyway, um, good stuff overall. Good stuff overall. Um, 
one of those things that we alluded to was part of the Epcot anniversary and the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney Resort was the opening of not only um, this attraction, but also um, the Remy's adventure, right? Over there at um, mm-hmm. over there at Epcot, which is awesome because it is it is pretty cool. I mean, uh, the facts that they have all that stuff going on was uh, was awesome. I like I like Remy's, you know, the Remy's. Did that open this year? Or was it last was it year? This year? I thought it was this year. Maybe I don't not. know. After a while, things start running together. Well, uh, what did open this year is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it Cosmic did. Re- Rewind. Yes, let's go back and experience the opening day and let's just try to fast forward through all this Jody Jojo Siwa stuff. Thank it's you. Save the Galaxy time. This is what I'm feeling right now. I can't explain it. I think it's going to blow their minds. Oh my God. What is that, that is honestly the greatest roller coaster I've ever been on in my life. It is so cool and so different. It's like a roller coaster, but I, I feel like I'm also dancing a little bit while I was doing it. To fully comprehend it, I'm going to need to get back on it right now. Who is so, that guy? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it wrong of me? I have no like idea. Something. I was like, I, 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 You are the opening cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. <laughs> nice to see this come to life. And a great opportunity to say thank you for all your hard work. I do feel like they could have done a better job with the costumes for the cast members there. Yeah, it could have been more not... futuristic, more intergalactic something. Planetary, planetary, <laughs> no, intergalactic. Does start seeing the beast voice. Then it's going to be stuck in my head. I can't help myself. No, that's cool. Oh, we we like we like that a lot. We do like it a lot. Um, you know what else is cool? Oh yes, this show we didn't talk about. This. Did you uh, did you like Moon Knight? I did like Disney Moon Plus? Knight. I did too. It's really good. Uh, I can't tell the difference. I like mythology. Yes. So this kind of being in that vein. This is definitely a standout. Stephen Grant discovers he's been granted the powers of, of an Egyptian moon god. But soon he finds out that these newfound powers can both be a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. Between my waking life and dreams, it must be very difficult. The voice in your head. There's chaos in you. Embrace it. I feel like this could have actually been a movie because you have yeah. Oscar Isaac is an amazing actor who plays Mark Spector. He plays the Moon Knight, and then you also have F. Murray Abraham that plays Conchu. And I'm a big F. Murray Abraham fan, and the fact that he plays the Egyptian god who's been banished, I think, was really cool. But then you turn up the heat with Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. Arthur Harrow, and he is a really good villain. I've never really seen him play that kind of evil villain and i think he kind of breaks a lot of the tropes um for villains i think he's definitely one that i could i could watch and 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 he's not just a one note type of villain a lot of villains are very much like okay the 
villain is there to help you know to help push the story along and to have us know more about the antagonist but the villain really doesn't have a lot of meat on the bones uh one of the breakout villains from you know that whole mcu is loki because he ends up getting a lot of backstory and you get to know him and like thanos is the same way but you know villains like red skull it's like oh i'm evil and then they kill him off and he's done. You know, I feel like there's some meat on the bones there with uh, Ethan yes. Hawke, which is cool. Whoever would have thought Ethan Hawke would still be relevant today? Uh, no, there you go. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, what also is really great. And I think this, this to me, um, even though Spider-Man, um, No Way Home, Far From Home, whatever, Home Run, <laughs> the last Spider-Man movie <laughs> was so good. Home Alone. Um, Home Alone. Spider-Man Home, Home Alone. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Any which way. Doctor rolling Strange. With, uh, <laughs> rolling with the homies. Um, was really good. It was released last year, but this one is a great continuation of that multiverse saga as it starts kicking off in this next phase. It's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Let's do our thing. Now streaming, the biggest ride of the summer has arrived on Disney+. Plus. What happens now? It won't be Wanda who comes. It will be the Scarlet Witch. The Scarlet Witch. Doctor Strange teams up with a mysterious teenage girl from his dreams. That sounds weird. That can travel across multiverses to battle multiple threats, including other universe versions of himself. The variants, which threaten to wipe out millions across the multiverse. They seek help from Scarlet Witch. Wanda Maximoff, Wong, and others. Directed by Sam Raimi, who, by the way, did the original Spider-Man Tobey Maguire trilogy. And this I did like a lot. I did too. It wasn't as much horror as I thought it was going to be. I think they had to scale it back. They had another director before, and they totally had to scale it back. And I wish they didn't. I wish... I wish it was more horror. This was supposed to be and was initially billed as Marvel's first foray into the horror genre. And I think they should have pushed it more. I think so too. I do too. Especially with Sam Raimi. I mean, you have movies that Sam Raimi did like Evil Dead and Back to Hell. And I really wish they would have pushed it even further. But there are still those tropes and one of, and I can say this now because the movie has been out for a while. They have Bruce Campbell in there from evil dead <laughs> and Bruce Campbell is one of my favorites and they have so many other cameos in here, which are great. So if you haven't seen that already, please do. We so. need to watch it again. Yes, we do. We will watch it again this week. All right. Um, something that was, you know, Unlike Doctor Strange, which was universally hailed as the best of the MCU this year, along with another movie that I'm going to be talking about here momentarily, is this, Kristen. I think this was also very divisive, much like Bob Chapek. Oh, what do you think? Oh, yes. All right. What do you think? Uh, check out some of the highlights of this. It's so great to have you here with us on board the Halcyon. I know that we at Walt Disney Imagineering have been working with Lucasfilm and you for years developing the backstory of the Halcyon. Yeah, now we're here in person, you know, really getting to experience what this thing we've had in our brains has been for so many years. When passengers come to 
Star Cruiser today, they're going to encounter a Halcyon that has been recently restored to its former glory, the way it really looked in the earliest days of its voyages across the galaxy. The way it's meant to be seen. The way it's meant <laughs> to be seen. And the very first place that the Halcyon ever traveled to was Batuu. Yeah, we're going to follow that same journey that those passengers did you know, centuries ago in, in honor of the anniversary of the ship. The events of your stay here at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser are set between the events of Star Wars The Last Jedi and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, right around the same time as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, right here at Disney Hollywood Studios. As a passenger, you get to choose your own path, and the parts of Star Wars that really call to you, that are special to you, you get to go live those. Do you join the Resistance? Do you join the First Order? Are you a scoundrel? There's a, a love story on board? There's right. everything you could possibly want. So let me ask you this. Yes. We've talked about this in shows this year, which I encourage our audience, our listeners, to go back and check out for yourselves. But is this everything you thought it was going to be, the Galactic Star Cruiser, in terms of living your Star Wars story in this virtual cruise uh, escape room meets cosplay experience? I feel like at the cost of it all, a costume should be included. <laughs> like, I feel like you should get a gift card to buy an outfit while you're on there at a $5,000 price tag for two nights. Yeah. Or at least have a lightsaber. I mean, we already know that it doesn't cost them anything to have clothes made. They're all they're all made in, like, China and stuff. So, I could... <laughs> It's it's cheap. I mean, and then they just like, you know, it's like buying rings at the jewelry store. The markup is astronomical. So, let me just say, <laughs> let me just say this. I uh, I'm not even going to talk about the price, but I will say that it looks how I would expect it to look. The experiences are pretty good. Costuming's great, but it is not at all what I expected. I didn't expect the whole escape room kind of narrative, the kind of stuff that you have to do with your phone. Like, I thought we'd be able to have structured kind of cruise events, and some of these things would unravel before you. And you would basically, it would be free roaming. I thought it would be totally free roaming. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because this is a sandbox type of adventure. If you're scheduled and in, 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 in a lot of respects, make it like a real cruise. Like if this is a real cruise, uh, you're going to have some guests sign up for some excursions and do these type of things. And so be it, you know, but I would, expect there to be if there's a captain's dinner there's some things like that like i wanted i feel like and i haven't experienced this i really want to at some point um and maybe if we continue to do the show we'll continue to get press and maybe they'll be able to give us a cool press rate for this and we'll be able to do it but i i just feel or we that could start a patreon account and we can have have our fans pay for it and we'll broadcast live for the whole how thing. much this particular experience costs <laughs> we'll probably be podcasting for another 10 years uh, in order to get that but 
But what I'm saying is I thought it would just be a free roaming experience and it's a little bit more regimented. It's not exactly how I envision it, but it still looks pretty cool. Um, I just also wish that it was not necessarily set at the same time that the stories are Batu for the sequel trilogy have been. I will say that the thing that I was most surprised by was the fact that there is a $5,000 cocktail card called the Kyber Crystal. <laughs> that is what I think. I mean, that was a lot talked about. Hey, if you got the money, flaunt it, cool, whatevs, it's, it's fine. I actually have people and friends that have done this experience, and they absolutely loved it for what it is. And, you know... I am a huge Star Wars fan. I, I Star Wars is such a big part of my life, as a okay, lot of our listeners is, know, and it's just um, uh, it's just not not necessarily. It's cool, but it's not what I really want, Kristen. Um, I would like it if they did something Marvel like this that I could get into more so they than should. Star Wars, and they should. But that's me. And they really, really should. Hey, um, also wanted to shout out She-Hulk. I know there's a lot of hate uh, for She-Hulk, but um, I didn't think it was bad at all. I thought She-Hulk was a pretty, pretty decent series. No, I liked um, it. It was, it, it was, was entertaining. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was like a sitcom. Mm-hmm. We're not kidding. All my life, running all my life. Plus the price. All my life, all my life. They came from the water. They have superhuman strength. He's coming for the surface world. That can't be good. Now is our time to strike. Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, came out last month, and it's awesome. You know, that's the one nice thing about my birthday being in November. It's that there is always, right around my birthday, a A Marvel Marvel movie movie released. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, something I can watch for my birthday. (laughs) I think this film is a great tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Yes. I think there are some brilliant, brilliant scenes in it. I think the film could have been tighter. Will I watch it again? You betcha. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to love it. The cast is great. I think this film suffers like a lot of different films in this particular era, post-Endgame, in this phase, Marvel Phase 4, of trying to squeeze in and shoehorn a lot into a film because they want to lead people on to the next project. I get that. The little breadcrumbs, the the post-credit trailers, the different things that they're doing. Um, so I think it suffers a little bit from that as a result, but not enough for me to warrant giving this a thumbs down. I think this this is great. Winston Duke and Baku is great. Um, Letitia Wright, Denai Guerrera from Walking Dead, Lupita Nyong'o from Us, Angela Bassett steals a show. It's great. A uh, newcomer to Nachuera uh, as Namor, which is a really great kind of counterpoint to, to Letitia Wright's Shuri in this is great. What else can I say? It's awesome. And so, Lupita Nyong'o, she is one of my favorites. Her and Denai Guerrero, I love them. Yeah, they're they're great actresses in their own right, and I love Winston Duke and Baku. Yes. It's just so good, and I love how 
you know, he's kind of taken the elder statesman and has really kind of been counsel to Shuri as she is in a place where she is now having to decide um, what's best for Wakanda in the absence of, you know, her brother. So it's really cool. Um, Wakanda forever. It's great. Well, gang, I can't believe it. Can you believe it? It's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. It's the end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another edition of the Disney list. As we wrap up the best of 2022, I hope you enjoy it. We're going to have some best of shows coming your way over the next few weeks until we get back into the new year swing of things. In the meantime, don't forget to check me out. Al John go on Instagram. You can also follow me on our sister shows as well. We host skull rock podcast with Dave Bossert. Uh, Just a quick reminder uh, Dave's new book is out, so please check out uh, the National Parks in 3D. Uh, he and his wife, Nancy, put it together. They're both uh, great Disney artists in their own right, uh, so check that out. and um, Check out the podcast as well. Kristen, where can people check you out and email you for all those great travel deals? Well, if they're looking to travel, they can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. And if you like Disney food like I do, definitely check out Dining at Disney that I co-host with Bubba and Kat, where we talk about all kinds of things from uh, food news to foodie guides to the best of our favorites, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, we, Kristen and I and the kids wish you a very happy Hanukkah as Hanukkah starts. So to all of our Jewish friends and happy Hanukkah, happy new year, soon to be, and Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope everyone enjoys this holiday season. Be safe, be happy, and spend it with the family. Spend it with yours. And thank you for spending it with us here on the Disney List. I'm Al John. And I'm Kristen. And we'll we'll see see you real soon. soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. I'm Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney Podcast, the happiest plate on earth.